Welcome everyone to another episode of Two Developers Down Under. Uh, this is a live recording from CF Objective ANZ Plus Flex. Crowd, could you please make some noise? So not only are we joined by the exciting and wonderful crowd that we have here today from the conference, as per usual, I am joined by the brilliantly beautiful Kai Koenig. How are you doing today? I'm doing fine, Mark. How are you? I'm very well. You are drunk tired. and tired, I think. <laughs> I'm being reminded that I need to do this spiel of good morning, good evening, and good afternoon. Apparently, I forgot to do that. Ah, okay. So, usual... Uh, Usual tack, what exciting things have you happened to find for today that happened on this anniversary? I really struggle to be honest, but given that I'm sort of interested in aviation, I found that today in 1962, John F. Kennedy dedicated Dull International Airport um, serving the Washington DC re region. Okay, I think mine's pretty awesome. I found that the researchers at CERN trapped the first antimatter particle today, back in 2010. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, mine clearly wins. I have another one which is actually Australian related. In 1979, the Brisbane Suburban Railway was electrified. Today, mm -hmm. the Soviet Union landed an unmanned oh. vehicle on the moon. Oh, you, you really need to try to beat me, right? <laughs> so we're, we're joined today by uh, the also wonderful Terry Ryan. Very excited to have him here today. You want to say hello? Oh, hi. Thanks very much for having me. We uh, bullied him into showing up. I don't think you really had a choice, did you? Um, I demurred and, and Kai cried. So <laughs> I uh, Yeah, I, no, You know what? He does that to me. and I, You can't say no. I am never doing that. <laughs> really, I'm never doing that. It was your idea to do that live recording, by the way. Oh, Remember? Yes. Probably. But I'm happy to be here, uh, a little jet lagged, and so of course that increases the possibility I'll say something that I'm not supposed to say. So we've been trying to get Terry to drink recorded. a lot of beer, but apparently he doesn't want to do it. I don't, I don't understand why. Diet vanilla coke has the same effect <laughs> as on me that beer has on you. Wonderful. So we have a bunch of stuff to talk about today. It's not like Adobe has been up to nothing exciting. Um, where did do you, you want to start, Kai? Can I just make a point, actually? I realized that when I do the podcast from home with you on Skype, I'm sitting at my desk all the time, and it's not a problem. But when I have you actually in the same room, I cannot sit next to you. <laughs> That's just crazy. What's wrong with me? No, nothing with you. I need to actually walk around for whatever reason. That's really bizarre. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Your chi is kind of touching me over here. <laughs> it so is pretty strong. Yeah. I've been working on my chi for a long time. So Kai, where, where, do you, where do you want to start the, the podcast today? Should we talk about the thing everyone is talking about when it comes to Adobe at the moment, which is um, Flash Mobile has been discontinued and Flex is moved to the Apache Foundation, or hopefully moved to the Apache Foundation? Yeah, so um, first off, I'll clarify a point that uh, Flash Mobile being discontinued uh, is one way of putting it. Another way of putting it is that we're no longer providing Flash in the browser uh, on devices that have supported Flash in the browser up to this point, but Flash on mobile as a whole includes Air, and Air is, continue, is going to continue to be developed on both Android, or not both, on all Android, Blackberry, and uh, iOS devices. So <coughs> the, the kind of the high level Flash on mobile is no longer, you know, is being discontinued isn't really accurate. So I just wanted to make sure that I, I clarify that point. My Adobe masters will be 
pleased uh, with me. I think that's actually a really good point because the perception is, you know, with within the community and even outside of the community that Flash Mobile in general is dead and Flash in general is dead. I mean, that was some sort of what, you know, was published by IT news media all over the world, pretty much. Am I going to upset people if I say the Flash community sounds like the Cold Fusion community? The thing is, we are used to that for the last <laughs> 10 years, right? Because confusion is dead, obviously, since It's been dead forever, for really, yeah, right? I don't, it's a zombie. So it really is a yeah, zombie. Yeah, we, we live with that whole thing, and the Flash community is not used to that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, there, there are a lot of comparisons to be made. I mean, a lot of the people in the Flash community that are really, really upset are, um, are people that didn't necessarily get, get what we were saying. Um, but yeah, you know, I think it's a, it's a it's a natural progression of any community as the members kind of mature community changes and uh, you know this is a, a different set of the life cycle of, of flash and I uh, I get that angst from developers but you know having dealt with it in other communities for a while it's like it's not the you know the sky isn't falling it's okay things are changing change is scary change is uh, Changes something that you, you know, if you weren't prepared for, you know, tough, but we work in technology, right? And technology is frankly all about change. So, and I, I totally sympathize with people that are afraid uh, right now, but the fact of the matter is, is where there is change, where there is fear, there's opportunity. And the Flash community has some of the most talented um, people who don't know how to turn off their mobile phone <laughs> in the world. No, the Flash, the Flash community. Then was Richard Turner Jones, by the way. Yeah. Um, the Flash community has amongst it, I think, the leaders in, in technology of, of, of interactive design. Um, and I think that while the language may or may not stay the same, the fact of the matter is, is the skill set, the ability to solve problems in interactive design are not going away. Um, and that domain ex experience is harder fought than language experience. So um, I think the Flash community will be fine. Uh, so that's my personal take on it. I think another thing to keep in mind is that um, also supports your opinion on, you know, change is scary, but change also drives new development. JavaScript and HTML is not quite there where Flex or Flash is today, right? So when we talk about enterprise apps, it, you would struggle to build that today with HTML5 and JavaScript, depending on what you're doing. And that sort of change process we're going through at the moment will probably lead to a lot of innovation in the JavaScript world. And we're going to get better tools, better you know, processes to develop rich content in JavaScript as well. Yeah, and I have to say, I, I actually don't view the JavaScript, HTML, CSS world as dire as that. I think for a lot of applications, for a lot of things, um, basic applications, um, JavaScript, HTML, CSS is actually more than adequate. I think where HTML, JavaScript, and CSS fall down these days are basically around um, two things, creating interfaces that don't exist in HTML. So if you're just doing, if you're just doing form input and presentation of data, I think you know, the HTML5, we'll just, instead of saying HTML, JavaScript, CSS every single time, we'll just use the marketing term, HTML5. HTML5 is actually really capable. Can't we just uh, call it like DHTML or, like, can, or we, can we just go back? Or, yeah, or Ajax or, or HTML, other whatever we want to call it, yeah. Um, 
not calling it HTML5 because that's you know what people are calling it these days. Cool kids. <laughs> these kids. Cool kids. Hipsters in the HTML5 community. These kids with their hippity huppity music. Um, so I think in that level is is just as capable. Where where I think it falls down sometimes, especially on mobile, is when you want to create interfaces that don't exist. Um, so for example, uh, my immediate uh, boss is a guy named Kevin Hoyt, who people here may or may not know. Um, he does really, really cool stuff, and one of the apps he's building is this thing called 99 Beers. I'm sorry, thir 33 Beers, 33 Beers. I multiplied it by three. <laughs> it's it's, metri it's metric beers. Yes, it's, it's, it's metric <laughs> beers. 33 Beers, and what it is is it's based on this book that allows you to rank beers based on basically a radial graph. And so you have a little circle, and you say, you know, distance from the center uh, is hoppy, distance, you know, alcohol, all these kind of different things, right? Um, and so when he went to mobile, he, to draw that interface, he basically had to draw a circle and have the circle not be on the entire mobile device. And it was a, it was a very hard interface to build. He built it very easily in Flash. He, he was able to build it with some difficulty in HTML, but when he took it to mobile devices, because it was based on Canvas, the performance wasn't there. So I think that's sort of where HTML falls down. Um, these days, it's for interfaces that aren't expected or to make it look and feel different. CSS is still, um, in many, many ways, more painful than Flex uh, and Flash styling. But again, the Flex engineers at Adobe are now going to be contributing to those frameworks uh, on the HTML side to make that better. That was a long-winded answer to a short question. I apologize. <laughs> That's fine. That's Kai had this look on yeah. his face like, what the hell? No, no, no. <laughs> I, w I was just actually being interested in that beer app. Could you explain what that beer app is actually doing? Sure. With, like, you know, the, the circle thingy? Sure, sure, sure. So <laughs> the technical term that circle thingy. Circle thingy. So <laughs> what, the, what the interface is is um, you rate beers based on basically a spoke of a wheel system, right? So each axis, uh, each spoke of the wheel is a different attribute of the beer, whether it's bitter or not bitter, whether it's hoppy or not hoppy, whether it has an alcohol taste or not, whether it's, you know, um, uh, sweet or not. And so basically you have, all these, you have all these ratings. And what you do is you put a dot, you know, from one to five of what you feel that beer is. Uh, and so you end up drawing a shape, right? Yeah, no, I'm getting you. And okay. then if you take that shape and compare it to other beers, you get a feeling for, you know, if you look and the beer like has the same shape, other people have drawn it the same way, means it's probably a beer that you'd like, right? So that's okay. the idea behind it. It's based on this um, series of books that someone, uh, the, these 33 beer journals that uh, I, I can't remember the guy. I met him. He's a great guy. Um, but he built, he's got 33 beers, 33 coffees, 33 wines, 33 cigars, and it's the same kind of idea to, to rate things based on shape. And then you okay. can... That, that's sort of the discovery engine for whether or not you, you like stuff. Really, really cool idea and completely different interface from anything I've ever seen. Okay, interesting. Sweet. Cool. So what next? Okay. So, so I mean, just, just sorry, just one follow-up question. On. With, with the, the move of Adobe to, um, you know, put Flex into an open development model, because Flex was open source before, um, what are we going to going to see in the near future? I mean, the, the next future is Flex 4.6, end of November. Mm -hmm. What are the expected time frames for you know, the Apache Foundation hopefully picking up the framework and releasing a 5.0 or 4.7 or whatever the version numbering will be then? I don't know. <laughs> Can you? S <laughs> I really don't know. I mean, uh, we're going to release 4.6 at the end of November. That I do know. Um, Everything else is based on information that other people have that I don't have right now. 
Okay. I'm not, Fair enough. I'm not the one in the middle of talks with the, with Apache. I'm not the one in the middle of talks with the spoon, the the spoon project. So I honestly have no idea. Best um, name project ever. I have to say, spoon. The spoon, that, project? Uh, the spoon project. I like that. That was that. I thought that was really awesome. Well, you know why it's called a spoon? Because right? it's not a fork. Yeah. <laughs> um, so and to be clear, um, sort of the difference. You know, up till now, Flex has been open source in the in the way in the sense that we've revealed the source. Yeah. So it helps developer. It up to date has helped developers. But there was no real community patch. Exactly. Process. There was exactly. no feedback from yeah. the community. Yeah. No we, I mean, other than individual contributions, uh, individual people reported. Because I do know that there were people out there who ran like their own versions of the SDK with mm -hmm. certain patches that they liked and things yeah. like that. Yeah. So. And it's been really kind of cool. I mean, one of the cool advancements was, you know, a while ago we were going to put out uh, a version of Flex that had features that <coughs> the community was not really happy about. And when asked, you know, why don't you do it this way, we said, oh, we can't. So Simeon Bateman forked it, <coughs> showed that you could do it that way, and that's the way it became, right? Yep. So I think those sorts of things are really great examples of, of how the open source of it, that's how it operated. <coughs> this will be, you know, those guys are in charge, yep. right? They're the ones going to be leading the project. That's so the difference. So this is what I'm, I'm not quite sure. I don't know if the messaging's necessarily been clear, but so how does... Flex and Air tie into each other now. I mean, for a long time, obviously, with Air apps, you could write them in Flex, you could write them in HTML5, but it seemed like the push was more, let's write this stuff more in, in Flex for Air rather than HTML um, applications. Going down the line, are you guys going to be pushing more of the HTML side? I mean, are you still going to be able to write Flex of Air as an app? Like, obviously, there's, there's, they're, they're, they're not in the same company anymore, so you can't tie them as closely together. So. Can I just follow up on that question, actually? My impression with HTML for Air and JavaScript for Air was that it never really got a big uptake. Is that something you would you know, agree to? I mean, most people who do Air apps would build them in they Flash or Flex, Flex, from Flex, my yeah. experience, at least. At least the ones I've used. Yeah, no, that's a, a great point. Um, yeah, the uptake of HTML, we, we've kind of talked about this internally a bunch, and I don't, I don't, I'll say it, whatever. Um, the I think the big reason why the HTML piece um, didn't get up, you know, more uptake was um, was the fact that the sandbox model made developing HTML apps harder than uh, than doing other things. Was the tooling there for HTML apps? I'm not even. Mm -hmm. Dreamweaver. Okay. Dreamweaver had I a lot of support for it. To be honest, you could package from oh, you Dreamweaver. Could do it in Dreamweaver. You could even do it in Aptana. Aptana had a oh, plugin okay. to you know export you to apps. Okay. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's a really great point. The HTML piece of it never really got a lot of uptake. Um, and so uh, I'm not entirely sure what we're going to see from the HTML side, but I know the future plans around Air is continuing to allow flex support. Um, but Air, independent of flex support, uh, Air, you could do apps in pure Flash. Yeah, okay. Um, and so I think... That's a lot of what we're going to see. A lot of advancements in Flash Player that are coming to Air in the next version, uh, even on mobile, I think are going to drive some of that. So things like Stage 3D are you know is coming to to Air on on mobile, and I think that's kind of where we're going to see stuff uh, advance. Cool. Oh, we've got a question from from the audience. Oh Come my on. God! Exciting. Right, run, run, get him. Uh, is it fair to say that the push probably now? Instead of the HTML and JavaScript in Air, is probably HTML JavaScript in PhoneGap. Is that probably what the push is probably going to be? That's a great. Uh, that's that is a great way of looking at it. That we're going to see PhoneGap be where we we push most of the HTML, CSS, JavaScript uh, activity. Um, is it going to be the only place? Uh, I don't know, um, but 
I think it's a fair bet to say that for the at least for the near term, we're putting in new effort. Um, new effort is going to go into PhoneGap for now. Are there any more questions from the audience? While uh, we're yeah, why are you sitting down? <coughs> yeah, run, go, go. What? Justin has a question. Justin has a question. Go, <laughs> go, go, go. What the hell? Hi, Terry. You said um, that you know uh, HTML5 is great for writing form-style type applications. Um, I'm just looking at the HTML5 support here for the new form features, such as the new form validation, like required fields and so forth. Currently, only about 40% of browsers support those. And if you look at the um, the new form formats, like the date spinners and so forth, only about 2% of browsers currently support those. So absolutely. Um, but I think so we're Flex seeing, we're seeing that. de that's desktop browsers. If you yeah. first off take it to mobile browsers, you're going to see capabilities be a lot higher. Yeah, yeah, second piece true. of it. The yeah. second piece of it is um, that today the desktop is still king. Um, the near future, we're really looking at a, at a place where the desktop ceases to be the most important place. Now I know that's not a good answer for today, um, and that's why you can still create flex apps, and that's why we still have Flash Player on the browser, and that's why these things are all still very relevant. Um, but I think. The f as I said, uh, said earlier, the future is happening faster than we have seen it happen in the past, um, which sounds either very <laughs> deep or very trite, <coughs> depending on uh, <coughs> how much alcohol you've consumed yeah. or other substances. If you start quoting Bruce Lee, we're going to have issues. Um, but it basically comes down to we could, either, we could either argue over the present or fight for the future. And I think we, as, as a company, Adobe, and as a community, I think, I think we're better off fighting for the future. Um, and again, I know that's scary and change is happening um, and stats are stats, but the fact of the matter is is that stats are stats today. Tomorrow those stats are going to look very different. Um, and we're preparing to be at that place where they are different. So I've got, got a fun question for you. I don't know if you necessarily have an answer, but have we seen any change in direction in Cold Fusion based on the direction that the rest of Adobe's been, been going in? Well. So yeah, a lot of the features in ColdFusion, um, there was a big bullet point within kind of all the internal stuff for ColdFusion that HTML5 was supposed to, you know, HTML5 is, is a big part of what we want to do with, uh, with ColdFusion. Um, early, much earlier, even, even before, frankly, any of this, uh, any of this other stuff happened. Um, so I got to give the, the business team, both Adam Adam and Allison as the outgoing, and Manu and Rakshis as the incoming, and Tridib, who also deserves a lot of credit for this, um, and Hamad, and basically the entire team. They knew they knew it was important. Just name everyone. Yeah, just yeah, name yeah, everyone. everyone. I want to give everybody credit. But <laughs> long story short, they they knew it was going to come up sooner than later. Um, our community, the the Cold Fusion community, um, is a much more HTML. Uh, yeah, driven community than than the rest of Adobe's kind of communities, uh, so so it was important to us from from an early an early stage. Um, what's not clear to me is you know someone asked me today earlier about the whole web sockets and Cold Fusion. How is that going to be implemented? And like that's one of those things we want to do, but you know the the spec is still crazy. So so yeah, so each you know. There's, there's been a slight correction, but I think the correction happened much sooner than it happened everywhere else. Okay. So. I think, you know, from what we publicly know, Cold Fusion SUS looks actually really good. I mean, yeah. it looks quite exciting from my point of view. Um, I don't know what the feeling 
among the audiences. But in general, I think it's going to be a really, really cool release. Um, and I'm pretty sure Mark would agree with that. It has closures. It's awesome. Yeah, and you, you were going to come up with something <laughs> like that. And I agree. You know, closures are one of the oh, most awesome so features in Cold Fusion Suze. Actually, I've been watching what some people I know, um, I'm not going to mention by name, actually, who is starting to do some really neat stuff with closures. And uh, it's, it's going to produce some really awesome framework stuff and, and API stuff for people that's going to do some neat stuff. Some, someone was saying, actually, the only reason why closures are important for Confusion developers is for people who write frameworks. Would you agree to that? I don't agree with that at all, actually. Um, no, actually not at all. I, I, I can think of numerous occasions I've been writing applications where I'm like, man, I wish I had a closure here. Um, just, I mean, complex data structures, um, being able to wrap up codes around stuff in, in the same way that I would do with like AOP around advice and stuff. Um, there's, there are so many applications, it's just ridiculous. Sorry, I just got told to correct my mic because apparently they're not getting good sound. Yeah, or I'm getting it, tired and I'm... It would help if you actually place your mouse sort of in front of it and not like to the side of it. Well, you're standing behind me. What am I meant to do? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no way around here. Yeah, that's much better. So, I mean, Confusion 10 is clearly on the table, right? And during the keynote, Terry, you showed one slide which had a sort of quoted statement of Tridip um, talking at a conference in Japan, right? Which was saying something like, oh, in the next 24 months, we're going to see four product releases in the ColdFusion ecosystem, roughly. Do you maybe want to you know, elaborate on that or repeat what you told during the keynote this morning? Sure. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll preface it by saying that um, I have, uh, because of time zone difference, I, I, I got that slide kind of late in dealing with all the Adobe stuff, so I don't have a lot of context for it. Um, so any context coming from me is uh, my speculation and not, uh, you know, word of the product team. My guess is that that refers to that we'll release Zeus, we'll release Twister, um, so server IDE, and I think we're going to see another server release and another IDE release. That server will be ColdFusion Zeus plus one, right? Um, that's the... <laughs> That, that's the plus idea. Plus. Yeah, yeah, plus plus. <laughs> um, and uh, we've already announced, you know, Twister is going to be, you know, some dot release on two. Uh, and so I think there'll be, you know, something along the lines of a three that was referred to in the past as Cold Fusion Builder Thunder. Um, so do so I assume one of those two releases will be CF Builder for Linux? Yeah? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> as as this has come up several times, I appreciate. <laughs> no, you don't. No, 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 I do. I do. I appreciate you guys putting pressure on us to support Linux because uh, I think it's an important thing. Um, however, uh, to date, the economics of supporting Linux have not worked in Linux's favor for us, um, and it's one of those things. Uh, you know, we had Flash Builder for Linux, um, and I know the stats on it. And I know why the team demurred from, from pushing Flash Builder for Linux. Back in the day, it was Flex Builder for Linux. But I know why the team did it, because the numbers did not support the, uh, the cost of maintaining it. And at the end of the day, you know, you guys use open source. That's an economic decision. You guys make an economic, in many cases, it's an economic, it's not always oh, an economic decision. Yeah. For, for, Mark, for Mark, it's not. not. For Mark, it's a fair. philosophical decision. <laughs> You know, it's fair, but we are talking to the cold fusion community, and, and 
I just think it's a better operating system, but that's okay. That's fine. I uh, totally agree with that. You know, when it comes comes to a comparison with Windows, yeah. I think you should be on Mac. <laughs> because that would give you the benefits of running a Linux-like operating system with a proper UI but that so you could run a Cold Fusion bill on. Why would, why would I go to somebody who beats me around the head with a baseball bat? <laughs> Do I have Stockholm Syndrome? Like, what's going on? Well, I don't know what you mean. What? Apple treats the developers really badly. But you, you're not, you are not an Apple developer. You're a Cold Fusion how developer. Can I, how can I condone a company by giving them my money and saying, I appreciate your business practices, I appreciate you living No, in no, no, you appreciate the operating system and their superior hardware. <laughs> oh, God. How many times do you want to have this argument? You, 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 you should see Terry at the moment. <laughs> I'd like to, to state that we at Adobe have made it very clear that we love Apple. <laughs> <laughs> Adobe loves everybody. Well, I mean, to <laughs> some degree, I know, to some degree that's marketing and trite, but I mean, uh, we don't want to pick favorites, right? We like backing. We like to get and work with both technology and companies that our customers, you know, the design and developer communities, want to get to. And it comes back around. You know, Apple, whether or not you like Apple, um, the market has spoken. And yeah. and Apple's a place where we need to be. Um, I, I, I really liked your comment from earlier where you were saying Adobe was the only people that, the only people, the only group that does cross-platform. That's actually you know, true. And yeah. it's very it's true. A very because you're totally right. Everyone, I mean, you look yep. at what Amazon's doing with the Kindle Fire, you look at what Apple's doing with their products, um, you look at what Microsoft's doing, which is practically nothing, and <laughs> everyone's trying to get you just in their niche. Um, it's kind of nice to see somebody, and look, I can readily admit it. A lot of Adobe stuff is proprietary. I mean, you guys moving towards HTML5, that opens that up a lot, which, which, is, which I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that will, will respect. Um, but I think it's true. Like, you, you're pretty much the only people out there who are going, you know what, I want this to run on everything. Well, and to be fair, I, I, I want to stipulate that we are the only, like, kind of big, yeah. you know, there are tons of startups, there are tons That's true, there of, are frameworks of, and other yeah, stuff out and there. And smaller that's companies that are no, working on this, cool. and I don't want to take away any of their thunder, because I, you know, I like and appreciate what they're doing, and hey, someday they might be my coworkers, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> as, as PhoneGap, uh, as Natobi, you know, we picked up. Yep. Um, but, but I think, yeah, I mean, <coughs> I, go, I go stronger than that. Like, that is our whole, like, you know, Companies having like vision, and yeah. Companies, companies having vision and mission always seem like a little cheesy and lame, but it's one of those things where, like, we want to enable creative people to do stuff in in, in wherever they need to get. And Except on Linux. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> That's sort of a nasty side command, really. Yeah, look, if if, Dude. if sorry, <laughs> I can't help it. Oh, destination is the state of mind. Oh, I'd argue for those that didn't hear it. Robin just said that wasn't the destination; it was the state of mind. Look, people. <laughs> People on Linux have clearly made a choice that they don't care about aesthetics. And Adobe does. Oh my god. No, no, that's not fair. Best Ubuntu, podcast Ubuntu, ever. I, uh, uh, <laughs> that, was, that was awesome, actually. <laughs> thanks, thanks so much for that. No, look, uh, um, it comes down to economics, right? No, we, I get it. You know, I get we, it. We, we, we've we, had this conversation a lot, yeah. and I understand. And, and it's one of those things, I love that you continue to push us, because 
you know, I'm when you push me. No, I do. <laughs> I, I honestly do. Because when you push me, I get to go back to the, the. I get to go back to our teams and say, "Oh yeah, I got more questions about this on Linux." They never ask me, "Is it? Th- is, is it, it that guy with the jelly pouch down <laughs> you know in what, no, You know what? I just realized. I just realized. I should just be like, "You can't take my open source projects unless you give me builder on Linux." Well, that's <laughs> that is actually that's a not very good open source. Right? <laughs> the open source. You better get a better license, right? That's it. Everything from now on is going to be GPL. <laughs> <laughs> um. I don't think we actually used your code. We just used your ideas. Actually, I don't, know, I don't know if that's true for Java Loader. Oh, Java Loader. Okay. I could be yeah. wrong. I could be wrong. I don't know. I, but, um, you might, might, you might sort of decompile the ColdFusion SUSE product at some have point and you know, have a look if they used your code. I might do, actually. Yeah. Not that I'd do that because that is bad and people shouldn't decompile the ColdFusion code. Which you would never do. No. Never. No. No. Do, do, does everyone else notice the, the awkward silence? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's one thing. Don't, we don't, Adobe does not get into a lot of patent fights, but we win them. <laughs> <laughs> Proving that Australia does not hate peanut butter cups. I appreciate that. I've, I've noticed uh, there's in, in Australia there is a lack of, in, in my estimation, coming from an American audience, a lack of peanut butter-based snack food um, <laughs> as compared to the U.S. Do you find yourself, did you just buy a tub of peanut butter, get yourself your own chocolate, and just uh, smear it on? Apparently, <laughs> apparently t- uh, Terry bought the whole stack of Diet Coke Vanilla at the <laughs> nearby 7-Eleven. They have it's sold out. They have since replenished. All right, Terry. Terry <laughs> no, 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 no. I tell you what. Next time I come over to the States, I'll bring you a whole stack of those. But I need I, coffee. I, I, try, I try to actually... <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. I, 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 I think I would personally bribe the the Bangalore team <laughs> to make just one copy of it. <laughs> just for that. Just for Mark Monday. Oh I'm just god. saying, I come over to the States at least once a year. Oh my god. <laughs> Do you know how heavy this is? <laughs> <laughs> Not that I've tried to take it back to the States with me at all. Yes, I have. So, uh, should we come back to a more serious topic, maybe? Such as? Such as um, the fact that Terry has, from my knowledge, this morning announced um, Cold Fusion Builder Twister oh for yeah. the first time in public, as I remember at least. No, it's new. I, th- I, think, um, I think this was the first announcement. Yeah. Um, so what are we going to get or to see in Cold Fusion Builder Twister? Yeah, can, you, can you reveal anything? Well, I, I mean, I, I said this morning, um, Cold Fusion Builder Twister is a, um, it's going to be a point, it sounds like, Sounds like it's not set in stone yet, but it sounds like it's going to be a point release to Cold Fusion Builder 2. And the idea is to um, basically release it around the same time as Zeus, hopefully the same time, and uh, support Zeus at the server level, you know, at the server manager level, and the dictionary level. And then because we're mucking around with the Eclipse plugin, we might as well add some performance to it. <laughs> Sorry, I just need to share. <laughs> Go for it. Guys, guys just tried one of the peanut butter cups. That's very, very, pe- very peanut buttery, actually. <laughs> so this just reinforces my stereotype that people from A and Z do not like peanut butter. That's fine. <laughs> that was brilliant. Well. Uh, we're basically just going to be an hour of the three of us giggling. Yeah. <laughs> like little girls. Yeah. So no, it's just me giggling like a little girl. <laughs> I apologize. To so, um, a quick follow-up question on the um, point update thing. Mm-hmm. 
So will it be rather called Fusion Builder 2.1 or a 2.5 update, which you're going to charge for? Or what, what's sort of the plan of the I Swifter? cannot comment on what kind of economic things we're doing. Uh, they don't tell me pricing, and you know that, Kai. They don't tell me pricing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not asking for a price. No, I'm just asking for a general I, I, idea. Yeah, I have you know. no idea. Okay. I have no idea. Okay, fair enough. That's disappointing, but yeah, what no, can I do? I can't tell you what I don't know. That's why they don't tell me things. You don't know what you don't know, but you do know what you do know. But you do know what you don't know. I'm not, yeah, plausible deniability. Yeah, I'm not yeah. even sure I know what I know, right? So. Might change <laughs> tomorrow. Yeah. 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 Um, just a quick question for the, for the audience. Who of you guys is actually using Cold Fusion Builder and who's using an alternative IDE, maybe? Should I? Uh, first question is Cold Fusion Builder. That's okay. actually a quite good number. And an alternative IDE, whatever that might be. Who's using CF Eclipse? Oh, I didn't want to mention it. No, that's cool. Who's using IntelliJ? No, no one. Any. That's uh, interesting. Anybody using Dreamweaver for it? Yeah, who's using Dreamweaver? But Dreamweaver is not an IDE. Dreamweaver is a web design tool. Why is Dreamweaver not an IDE? I think that's unfair. It might be unfair, but that's my firm opinion, <laughs> actually. <laughs> uh, Okay. So yeah, basically, it pretty much splits up in CF Builder versus CF Eclipse. Yeah. Well, I think roughly CF, CF Builder more. I don't know. Interesting. Anyway, uh, those of you that are in CF Eclipse, just random little question here: Have you tried the free version of CF Builder? Yeah, go no. Did you even know that there is a free version of CF Builder? So just FYI, um, CF Builder. Uh, when you install it, it first installs itself as the full Cold Fusion Builder and you get a trial. And then when the trial expires, several of the features uh, go away. Um, but a vast majority of what you need to do to get your job done stays. Um, so uh, I know internally we've compared this a lot to CF Eclipse. And I think our team would say that we're compelling against CF Eclipse. But you know, having, having not, you know, I haven't used CF Eclipse since CF Builder 1 came out. So. Um, I honestly don't know if that's the case. But just I FYI. It's fairly long, isn't it? The builder like trial 60, is fairly it's like long. It's 60 days. Yeah. yeah. So basically, we, we give it to you for free, and then we take it away, and then, you know. <laughs> to, um, to it's the drug dealer model. Yeah, it's yeah. very simple. <laughs> to be fair, I think, you know, the, the version of CF Builder 2 you get after the trial expires, the free version, is actually quite good. You know, it gives you quite a... I think you still get actually. like you get content. Uh, you get code you get highlighting, yeah, and you get like yeah, variables. Yeah, I think you don't. What stuff. you don't get, and you don't get extensions. I think extensions turn off. No extensions. extensions I think say? extensions work. Somebody but should look this some, up. Like, here, some advanced feature. <laughs> <laughs> if only there was a box into which work. we could put questions and get answers automatically. Um, or if only the guy from Adobe knew what he was talking about, right? <laughs> uh, hey, we've got a quick question from. Yeah. It's actually not questions, more feedback. Just the. Um, the snippets in CF Eclipse and in turn CF Builder are far better than the ones in Flash Builder. And can someone just get, the, like the, the autocompletes, the, mm -hmm. the variables, etc. just work so much better. Okay. They work a little bit okay in Flash Builder, but nowhere near as well as the other two. Okay, tools. you know what I'll do? I'll tell the CF Builder team and they can all be, they can all be like, hey, Flash Builder, guess what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Our snippets rock. <laughs> Didn't they uh, port that? Didn't I see that at some point that somebody ported the snippets from CF Builder over to Flex? Did yeah. I see that? I saw, yeah, I saw, I saw I that somewhere. I saw something about that. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Stealing our thunder. I got it. Yeah. So, any more questions from the audience on CF Builder? Nothing. Or Nobody's got oh, anything to say. Ah, oh, here we go. Uh, 
Is there any reason uh, why the free version of CF Builder we can't have a Linux version for? Oh, that's an interesting that's question. That is a great that is a great question to which I have no technical answer. <laughs> I honestly don't know. Um, my guess is it's still regulated through the whole Adobe licensing thing, and the Adobe licensing thing is the thing that blocks CF Builder, not Flash Builder. Flash Builder has other issues, but it's the thing that blocks CF Builder from being there. My personal opinion is that once again, this is a this is a case where I love Adobe. I, you know, they pay me, and I, I'm very happy that they continue to do so. And I honestly, I really do, I really do passionately believe in what Adobe stands for. But there are times where we make our problem your problem, and this is one of those. Um, you know, it, it's not your problem to prove that you bought the software. You bought the software, right? Um, why are we making you prove it? You know, and uh, we, yeah, it's just one of those painful things that, you know. I wish I wish was better, but is not. Can I just chime in on that whole licensing thing? Yeah. I don't know if you listened to oh the last no. episode of our oh podcast. Oh no. Oh, Mark knows what's coming. <laughs> so there was a slight issue with the licensing mechanism in for people in New Zealand in our time zone, actually. You know, he has nothing to do with like all the. Crazy I know. I, I don't want to blame Terry for that. I just no, no. But I'm, 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 I'm curious. Follow up. Okay. Because the story. I thought the story was over after our last podcast. But no, no, it was not at all. So to wrap up what happened, all of a sudden, my Creative Suite licenses, every single one of them, didn't activate anymore, and I couldn't use any of my tools. So I had to resort to call Adobe support, Again? which yeah. was oh, not sure. really entertaining, to be fair. And, <laughs> and we dealt with that on the podcast already, and that's yeah. fair enough. So um, apparently there is an issue with the Adobe licensing system. When you are in New Zealand... Because the time zone is plus 12, and in daylight savings time, it's plus 13. And plus 13 is one more than 12, right. which throws over the whole licensing server, basically. Wow. Interesting, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, interesting is a word for it. Yeah. So the they just don't like people in New Zealand. Yeah, apparently. Sure so the here. workaround was I had to set my computer to um, UK time to GMT, activate, and then set it back, and it worked fine. But Adobe support, the first level support, obviously didn't tell me that. They mucked me around for four hours tr getting me to reinstall stuff, etc., etc., without actually being helpful at all. But that's not the point. The point is, really... <laughs> <laughs> the point is the guy just wants to complain. No, the point <laughs> is that story continued because... We had Creative Camp in, in Wellington um, about three weeks ago. And on the Friday before Creative Camp, I get a call or a text, actually, from one of the presenters who was supposed to talk about Photoshop and Lightroom. And guess what? She ran into the activation issue. And the night before Creative Camp, her software didn't activate anymore. So she was mucked around by Adobe support for another three or four hours on the same night as I was like two weeks before until I fixed her problem by saying, you know what, just change your time zone to GMT and activate your software, and guess what, solve the problem. So that was another case. And then on the Monday after Creative Camp, <laughs> I get actually, I'm being told <laughs> by someone who works in a government agency in, in Wellington that one of their suppliers, like a design company, had all of their licenses of the whole office revoked for the whole day and had to you know, go through the same ordeal with Adobe support, not delivering anything. Um, and then I had to fix their problem by saying, like, you know, set your time on GMT, it will solve your issue, basically. And that's just ridiculous. And I'm not blaming Terry, obviously, because it's not his fault. I just want to say this whole story with 
licensing activation in New Zealand, at least, is still ongoing. And that's ridiculous. That is really, really ridiculous. You know, they, know of, they knew of that issue at the time, two f for two weeks at least, because my case was two weeks old. And, you know, it drags on and drags on, and first level support is not doing anything, apparently. And well, that's like just so shocking. So, let me just say, as an Adobe employee that is public facing and talks to a lot of people, <laughs> I have seldom heard a story um, that started with Adobe support and ended with a happy ending. Yeah, um, I can totally <laughs> relate to that. And <laughs> that could go a whole lot wrong. And yeah, I you're, you're digging a hole with that happy ending wording. I think. <laughs> I said, "Huh? What? Um, I'm We're not explaining on a podcast." No, it's, it's happy okay. Means. Oh yeah, no, no, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, what you guys do when you finally are in the same room together is entirely up to you. Um, but uh, but please, there there is no exotic massage going on here. Um, no, I, I, yeah, Adobe support. God. Um, yeah, I I I I wish I could tell you that this was an isolated experience. I wish I could tell you that we go back and we tell people that people are having problems with their support, and people go, we'll get right on that, and yet it doesn't happen. Um, I know we've made noise about changing it, and I, mm -hmm. I, I know that our second level support um, has gotten better. Uh, I know that's one place, but the, and the tough thing is, you know, first level support is dealing with, with issues like this, but they're also dealing with issues like, um, I turn on Photoshop, uh, you know, nothing happens. Um, is your computer on? Well, no. You know, like those sorts of <laughs> those sorts yeah, of like that, totally and, and that's tough. First level support is a tough place to be, um, and you know, but there's no reason why we can't like have them be able to put into some place New Zealand issue and get the latest issue. You know, I, I don't know what's going on back there. Yeah, I, I do I, know the second second tier support and third tier support have gotten better, um, and first tier support seems to be what kills us. Um, <laughs> But uh, but yeah, uh, I apologize. Oh, uh, no, you don't you yeah. have to. It's no, like no, I just I wanted to bring it up as yeah. you know the current state of that whole whole activation story that is apparently still failing for people pretty yeah. much. Which Robin's is currently quite. holding up a sign that says "Occupy Adobe Support." No, <laughs> yeah, do, you have a, do you have a blog post somewhere that outlines this? No, but I can write one if you. So if, if you think that actually helps. Decided not to share the solution with a bunch of people. No, I share it on Twitter various times, actually. Not everyone reads Twitter. Twitter I know, Twitter but you know. Wait, 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 you, You've put out a, a solution for a technical problem on Twitter. Twitter. Yeah. 140 characters. I understand. It's not your responsibility to no, report the, it. The wording was like something like, if your Adobe Creative Suite software doesn't activate and you're in New Zealand, set your time zone to GMT and but activate. no one's going to find that when they Google for it. Well, I, yeah. That might that is a fair point actually. And, and in fairness, it's not your responsibility. This is still our, our, our cock up here, right? This is our problem. But uh, I I would say, hey, if you would In the if, spirit of community. Yeah, if if and oh giving back to your fellow man. Could you just could you just, you know, stay out of this? Could someone someone who's posted on a blog this year uh, make a comment? Um, <laughs> look, uh, it's not your responsibility, but I, I would argue if you, if you would be so kind, um, you might no, save a fellow developer some issues if you just <laughs> get that get that stuff up on. See, see the, the problem with my blog is it probably hasn't seen a new blog post for about twelve months, no. and that's a general issue with my blog, and you know, not really 
particularly an issue with not being able or wanting to write a blog post about that creative suite issue. Yeah, yeah. No, I understand. And again, hmm? yeah, blogging black has temporarily gone dark at least. It was dark before, sort of. Yeah, but anyway, I mean, that's the current state of that activation scenario, basically. It still doesn't quite work. And I have to agree with what you said. When that third level support guy, I ended up talking to one of the engineers of the activation servers, and he fixed it in about a minute. Yeah. And the, the problem is, is the getting to that. Yeah, and the, the, that exactly. And the only thing I was complaining about is really, you know, that first level support does not escalate it appropriately. Yeah. And that's because, and, and you know, as I as I stated, uh, first first tier support is based much more on scripts, and you know, and set paths because that's the sort of issues they get. Um, they get. I mean, think about the number of people having problems with software. Those issues far outweigh the, you know. And again, I'm not making a mistake. I'm not making excuses for them because that's something that you know clearly someone should be able to search and find an answer to. Um, but that's what's going on there. Yeah. Let me let me just say, just doing a bit of research, uh, it is almost exactly a year until you blogged last year. Oh the twenty first of November, and it is currently the seventeenth. So in four days, it will be exactly a year. And I also want to point out that last time you blogged, you blogged it twice, and it's taking <laughs> you a year, and you haven't you haven't fixed it. It's actually two thousand. See if Objective A and Z. Two thousand and ten is over. Here comes Web to you. No, it's oh, two no. different blogcasts. Oh, it is. You're right. I'm sorry, but it's on the same day. It's easy to confuse. No, it's clearly a different <laughs> title. Hey, There's guys, no way you can confuse guys, do you that. edit this stuff? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Throw that out there to you. <laughs> so, um, quickly, I mean, I think we're about 45 minutes into the recording from what I can see. Um, I'd like to open the microphone to the audience if people are interested and have a few questions to Terry or to us or to questions other people in the audience, yeah. whatever you want, really. We've got about another five to ten minutes which we could use for stuff like that. Sounds good. Anyone? And wow. Robin, you have always questions and comments and stuff like that. You know, you get just get the microphone and you can get Oh thank you. Well look in the interest <coughs> in the interests of uh, trying to trying to inspire a riot before the end of the uh, before the end of the podcast. Um, I thought this was the correct distance. I even have a piece of paper <laughs> saying that this is the correct distance from the microphone. Yeah, it was not, maybe. It's oh, right. okay, right. <coughs> right, okay. Um, <laughs> so, um, when I was um, in reaction to the original Flash Mobile thing, um, I was thinking uh, my reaction to it was, which I tweeted as well, was that I thought that it was really more of a sign of Flash outgrowing the usefulness of the browser. Um, in that particular case. I mean, if you go back through the history of the web, I mean, when we were very excited about web applications right back at the start, the exciting thing about web applications was the ease of deployment. Okay, and I think if we sort of separate in our minds the sort of runtime container that WebKit or whatever gives us for, for JavaScript, HTML, CSS, from the act of actually deploying things, I think what's happening, and mobile is leading the way, is that apps are actually replacing web apps and that we're seeing the, the, that the, the deployments being taken over by app stores. And in future, I think, I mean, I think the future is fantastic for Air in particular, but I, and also from experience with our clients at Rocket Boots, um, 
if someone's got the choice between a native app, however it's coded, HTML, JavaScript, or you know iOS, Objective-C, or whatever, people will always go for the native app because of the experience of how it's launched. It's not sitting there inside a browser. And so I'm interested in what Terry and other people think about that, whether or not, whether or not you know, what's the future of the browser? Because I, that's the thing that I found I find frustrating. How long is it going to be that we have a brand name browser that people install and use as an old, basically as a terminal, VT100-3270, you know, to, to go and view, view applications? So that's a great question. Um, and, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll feel it as I was the first name that you mentioned. Um, so <clears throat> I don't think, uh, you know, I personally don't believe in the uh, one technology subverting, you know, destroying another technology. I think um, it's a matter of degree and it's a matter of, of percentages on a pie chart, right? I think that web apps, you're right, they are in many ways being supplanted by apps. Um, and apps have done a good job of getting that ease of deployment and ease of update, um, but at the same time, allowing a better experience on the device. That being said, one, there's a, a very vocal, very large community of people that don't want to see that happen. Um, and they are the people driving HTML as a, as a whole. They're your, um, you know, your, your uh, Molly Holschlags and Jeffrey Zeldmans, and they, they don't want to see apps destroy the browser. Um, and the second part of it is, is that we're seeing companies, not many, but we're seeing, especially with Google and Chrome and Amazon, we're seeing companies that are starting to say, hey, you know, and, and there's one other big one that did it, Guardian, I think, did it. Basically said, Apple, we don't want to put up with your terms. We're going to build a web app that's so awesome that it'll look and feel like a mobile app, but it'll still be through the browser, but all it will be is a link on the home page, a link on your home screen. The, the cloud reader that Google ha uh, that Amazon has is a great example of that. You can't tell. You cannot tell. It's a, I, sorry. Aesthetics could probably tell that's not, you know, but for people that just want to read a book, there's no difference. So I don't, I think there's life in the browser yet. Um, I think that we're going to continue to see an ebb and flow. And I think kind of technology as a whole, like that's sort of, you know, cue the Battlestar Galactica music, right? All this that's happened before is hap will happen again, right? It's just an ebb and a flow. History repeats itself. It's repeating itself a lot faster. But I think, you know, we've seen the, the push from terminal, from local dumb terminal to remote terminal back to kind of, uh, I'm sorry, local dumb terminal to smart rich terminal, back to dumb terminal on the web to rich terminal. Uh, you know, with, with uh, flex apps and, and web apps that are really kind of kick-ass. Back to dumb terminal with mobile devices, although those apps have gotten better, I think we're just going to keep doing that back and forth and back and forth and back and forth um, for the foreseeable future. Um, not that the future is that foreseeable, but I, 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 don't, <laughs> I don't see it being, I don't see it being a winner-take-all thing. I think the future, the, the current, as they called it, it's browser war all over again. I don't think there's one winner. I think it. I think it's gonna just go back and forth. Oh. Sorry, we'll take a moment. I need to get the microphone back to Robin. 
Sorry, I just yeah, just to be clear, I wasn't thinking it would. I, I was hoping that uh, you know the the HTML5 um, huge massive crowd. I don't know if crowd is the right the conglomerate the entity. Um, I mean, they're talking about you know more web standards and always the aim, original aim was the semantic web, and I just don't see apps as being part of the semantic web myself. I mean, it's. I mean, if I had my way, the video tag in HTML5 would have looked like a movie script and you would have had a CSS, CSS sort of styling which would have said, by the way, these frames of video decorate this line in the script. I mean, if it was, you know, if you were actually being true to the whole thing of having a semantic web that was really about the semantics of the content. So, I mean, uh, that's a sort of extreme. I'm taking that as a very extreme, yeah. you know, position. So I'm definitely not saying that uh, this is the end of the browser, but I just think applications, um, you know, things that are applications could protect could move and you might see documents being the more natural thing that you found in a browser in the future. Yeah. I, I think that is certainly one conclusion you can take, but I disagree with it. And I think I've outlined why. Um, there you go. Any other questions? Any more questions? No one? So I'm going to fire a question. You guys had a student winner, right? Uh, yeah. I'm putting you on the spot. Um, <laughs> so, so being a student and hearing us kind of older people talk about what we think the future is. <laughs> what, uh, what do you mean with older people, Terry? You're old, Kai. Get over it. I'm old. I'm, I'm fine with that. I'm, I'm, I'm ancient. Um, but what do you think? What do you think the future is looking like um, as you are much more than us are going to define what that future is? And I'm sorry to put you on the spot. Yeah, way to put me on the spot. Um, I honestly don't really know. This whole, everything here today has just been so new to me and I don't really understand a lot of what you guys are talking about right now, to be perfectly <laughs> honest. Fair it's, um, yeah, all really new. But I think it's really exciting, whatever's going to happen. You know, like it's, there's like with Adobe, everything's constantly changing, which I think is an awesome thing. You know, like, like you say, like change is, is a constant, really. And without it, you guys don't really have jobs. So <laughs> I don't know. It's going to be exciting anyway. And and hopefully one day that'll be you, right? I <laughs> hope so. Yeah. yeah. So if anyone wants to give me a job, who's listening to this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Oh, Justine Bugden. Anyone at all? Where can they follow you on Twitter? Um, Justine Clear underscore. Okay. Follow me. So where does the Justine Clear underscore comes from? Um, Claire's my middle name, and Justine Claire without the underscore was already taken, so. <laughs> ah, okay, and like Justine and your last name wouldn't work, wouldn't do it? Okay, fair enough. Okay, okay. fair enough. Cool. <coughs> you know, it's one of those names where if you had the opportunity to work in, well, Claire is my middle name, would be perfect, right? There's not many people that have a verb as a middle name that they could pull off that whole... Danger is my middle name. Clear is my middle name. I, I don't know where it would ever come up, but if you ever get the chance, I want five cents. Well, it's better than Bugden. Like, uh. Bug, Den, you uh. know? Who would want that? It's, it's late in the day. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. What were you saying, Andrew? <laughs> Claire is my middle name as a Twitter name. That would have been good as well, yeah? You yep. can change it. You can still get in there and change it. You can change your Twitter name, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and remember, creativity 
just to, to back creativity, uh, the reason why Andrew is, is able to be so creative is that he's just seen so much stuff. He's just stealing. <laughs> well, that's the truth, all of us. Uh, you know, what is no, it? No, no, that's know? true. Good artists, <laughs> good artists borrow, great artists steal, right? Is that the? Exactly. Okay. Everything's a remix. It is. Yeah. It, yeah, everything comes back. Basically all right. Oh, Richard again. Come on. The person that sabotaged you with the peanut butter. Uh, mine's actually just more of a comment. The fact I've gone through a few changes, such as authorware, being there gone, director, being there kind of going. You know, you, you basically... Director will never leave. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's still there, but yeah. But it's one of those things that you just evolve. You just learn new skill sets, take what you know already, you just move on. So, you know, it, you, you adapt to change. It's what to do. Well, you and quite frankly, sector? domain knowledge, I believe, is really harder to obtain. Domain knowledge, knowing how to solve problems independent of the technology is much more valuable experience. Now, it'd be nice if recruiters understood this um, instead of saying checklist, 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 checklist. But checklist um, is so much easier to do than domain knowledge. I mean, I'm no, no I, 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 I totally get it. But I think those checklists fail, uh, you know, um, is just in general. Um, so, you know, that's all. Yeah, it's bad that, that does, that's the way it is. Can I just interrupt quickly? Thanks to Andrew Muller, we have now found out that Claire is my middle name is still available on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> so you can, you can grab it right now. Awesome. Alrighty, so any further questions from the audience? Because we're close to an hour of recording time. Might and we, promi time. we promised Terry to actually let him go after an hour because he needs to finish his presentation for tomorrow. That was what I was, I was told. Yeah, at least. I'm having fun. I'm cool. Oh, so you want to stay a little bit? If people are asking questions, yes. If it's just sort of this, you know. Random if, if we're done, Ren yeah. <laughs> if, we're, if we're done, then we're done. But okay. you know, people have questions. So last one for questions. Oh, I'm not going to abandon Chris, people that have questions. In the back. I can't see through Peter. Oh, it's Chris. <laughs> it's Chris. <laughs> uh, Terry, in your keynote this morning, you mentioned a passing comment about CF Ant. Could you explain that? CF what? Ant. CF Ant. Oh, yeah. So um, there is an undocumented and unsupported by us. So if you use it and cause problems, it's not our problem. Feature in ColdFusion, <laughs> CF Ant. And it basically is a wrapper for Ant. Um, I don't know. Uh, now, come to think of it, I don't know if it's in Zeus. Um, but basically part of the install for ColdFusion previous versions was to run an Ant script as part of the install because it is Java after all under the covers. So that's where I believe the CF Ant script came from. So people have discovered that it's there and have used it, and I've actually used it in a few projects here or there, but it's not supported. I think there was actually a podcast, uh, sorry, a, a blog post from someone a while ago describing the features of it and how you can use it, but I could yeah. not remember who it was, actually. I honestly believe this is, I think that was like five years ago, dude. Really? Yes. That long ago? I remember that. I remember reading that article while sitting at my desk at the Wharton School of Business, which uh, means that it was, it was before, <laughs> it was much before I joined Adobe. Oops. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, it's, un it's undocumented. It's unsupported. It's there. Use it at your own risk. Um, I have used it. It's kind of cool. But... You know, it's not part of the canon. Cool. Okay. Anything else? Anything else? 
Yeah. Uh, just using our Flex, there's obviously the, the, the Flex cookbooks online. Is there a CF equivalent to cookbooks? There is. Yeah, there is. Flex, okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, there is a CF cookbooks. There's actually a few interesting uh, CoFusion uh, tools that came out. There's the CoFusion Cones project. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a framework to learn CoFusion through unit testing. Uh, that's very, um, they've done it in Ruby, they've done it in JavaScript, um, and I've completely blanked on the name of the guy that, that set that up. Uh, Mike Henke, who walked in here very briefly a little while ago, he also has a ColdFusion in 100 Minutes uh, project as well, which I haven't looked at at all and I know nothing about, but I'm sure it's awesome. Um, so there's a few resources that have come out recently about learning ColdFusion for sure. Yeah. And I've just seen, I, for, I forget the name of it off the top of my head, but I tweeted it a while back. There's this really cool documentation site. Like it's all the Cold Fusion documentation, but it's like presented really beautifully, but really uh, like... CF Plus. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can actually get it as a Chrome app too. That's really sweet. It, it's CF Gloss. CF Gloss. Yep. Yeah, it's basically the documentation for CF, but just presented wonderfully. Yeah, like it's really, the guy really, really nice. I actually know. use that pretty much every day. It's really, I used to use QuickDocs, which is also really good, yeah. but CF Gloss is, is really lovely. And also because um, I've just suddenly fallen in love with Chrome over the last six months to a year. Mm. And if you go into the marketplace and put in Cold Fusion, it shows up. How's, how's Amy feel about that? Yeah, she's okay. okay. She's, she's all right. She doesn't, she doesn't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> and she doesn't listen to the podcast, so I'm okay. okay. <laughs> <You're safe>. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? <laughs> yeah, someone's reminding me that my wife has more Twitter followers than I am. Significantly more. Yeah, yeah shut up. Uh, <laughs> 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 but, um. Yeah, no, C++ is very, very yeah. cool. Very, very, very cool. What I'm waiting for, actually, this is put out to the community. So in for Java, for Mongo, for MySQL, for a bunch of other stuff, um, there's, there's hooks into Chrome with the, um, the top bar. I can write Java and then go space, and then I can do Java search through the API docs. I need someone to build one of those for me because I really don't want to do it. So I can just write CF space, and then I can type in a function name or a query name, and it should take me to the relevant page. That would be awesome. So if someone could build that for me, I'd be really happy. And while we're making demands, I would like to see a behavior-driven development framework for ColdFusion that is that. basically um, Cucumber from Ruby ported to ColdFusion, please. I don't know anything about Cucumber, but I think you'll see something's coming at some point. Really? I probably shouldn't have said that. Who would, have, who would do that? I don't know. I know nothing. <laughs> oh, really? You need to go give him the mic. Yeah, hang on. Kai, do you joke? I, I was just saying it wouldn't be too hard to sort of like take word random, random, random something in quotes, something in quotes, and convert it into a custom tag call with the attributes, you, you know, with actually the, na the custom well, tag name being the first Kai, word. Kai, have you looked at CF spec? I know it's really old, but... Yeah, CF spec is actually quite old, and I don't think there's any further development going into that. It's open source, fork it. And yeah, I could, uh, we could do that. That's, <laughs> that's certainly an option. But if Robin volunteers to build something, you know, as his new pet project, that's I true. wouldn't mind that. I've actually got something like that in my presentation tomorrow, if someone wants to take it on. I've got a whole load of projects that I just don't bother releasing because they're too much bother to support. But if uh, anyone wants to support them, they're welcome to it. <laughs> And, and just, can I just can I just can I just fit one th one one last um, you know question for discussion in here? Um, with the Creative Cloud move to online collaboration, could we actually move a motion here to admit that Macromedia SiteSpring was just way ahead of its time? No. Okay. Right. Can, can people remember Macromedia SiteSpring? I can actually. I think I was Vaguely. in high school. I remember man. something. 
with something. I, oh. It was a project management solution, basically, uh, that came as a installer for your office, you know, yeah, whatever, yeah, 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 server, yeah, yeah. and you could actually... Ah, see? It was actually really Richard good. Has a I, I used it in, in a few jobs, actually, yeah. So, motion, motion carried? Apparently, yeah. 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 Apparently. Okay, carry the All motion, right. fine. Okay, so should we wrap it up, Mark? Okay, so uh, do the usual thing, Terry. If people want to get in contact with you, how do they do that? I think the easiest way to get in touch with me is through Twitter. Um, at T but no, nobody reads Twitter, apparently. <laughs> no, no, no. I read replies to me in direct messages. Um, what I don't do is look for tech notes on Twitter. <laughs> um, if you want to get in touch with me, Twitter is probably the easiest, fastest way these days, at T-P-R-Y-A-N. Um, I also have an email address, but uh, when I get on the road, and I'm on the road a fair amount, um, uh, email tends to back up, but my email address is terry.ryan at adobe.com. Um, but yeah, that's the best way to get in touch with me is Twitter, um, just because it's so portable and it limits people to 140 characters, which, <laughs> and it tends to, you know, it tends to really kind of... Give you the weight from the chaff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. Kai, where can people reach you? Um, on Twitter, what a surprise. My Twitter handle is agent K or via email at kai at ventigo-creative-co-nz or my um, slightly dark and apparently nearly for one year blockingblack.de. Wonderful. If people want to reach me, uh, Neurotic on Twitter, uh, compoundtheory.com where I blog occasionally, um, and various other places I'm sure you can find me if you need to. If you want to follow the podcast, it's 2DDU Podcast on Twitter as well. We'll keep people up to date of what podcasts we're doing and all that sort of stuff. And uh, yeah. And the website of the podcast is 2DDU.com. Wonderful. Well, to everyone who's literally sitting right in front of us, thank you very much for joining us. It's been great having a live audience for the very that first time. That was really interesting, yep. And uh, I hope you all enjoyed the show.